Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Bear thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 6 and 26. O Lord, rebuke me not in thine indignation, neither chasten me in thy displeasure. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are vexed. My soul also is sore troubled, but Lord, how long wilt thou punish me? Turn thee, O Lord, and deliver my soul. O save me for thy mercy's sake. For in death no man remembereth thee, and who will give thee thanks in the pit? I am weary of my groaning. Every night wash I my bed and water my couch with my tears. My beauty is gone for very trouble and worn away because of all mine enemies. Away from me, all ye that work iniquity, for the Lord hath heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord hath heard my petition. The Lord will receive my prayer. All mine enemies shall be confounded and sore vexed. They shall be turned back and put to shame suddenly. Be thou my judge, O Lord, for I have walked innocently. My trust hath been also in the Lord, therefore shall I not fall. Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try out my reins and my heart. For thy loving kindness is ever before my eyes, and I will walk in thy truth. I have not dwelt with vain persons, neither will I have fellowship with the deceitful. I have hated the congregation of the wicked, and will not sit among the ungodly. I will wash my hands in innocency, O Lord, and so will I go to thine altar. That I may show the voice of thanksgiving, and tell of all thy wondrous works. 
Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. O shut not up my soul with the sinners, nor my life with the bloodthirsty. In whose hands is wickedness, and their right hand is full of gifts. But as for me, I will walk innocently. O deliver me, and be merciful unto me. My foot standeth right. I will praise the Lord in the congregations. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth verse of the second chapter of the book of Hosea. Therefore, behold, I will hedge up your way with thorns, and wall her in, so that she cannot find her paths. She will chase her lovers, but not overtake them. Yes, she will seek them, but not find them. Then she will say, I will go and return to my first husband, for then it was better for me than now. For she did not know that I gave her grain, new wine, and oil, and multiplied her silver and gold, which they prepared for Baal. Therefore I will return and take away my grain in its time, and my new wine in its season, and will take back my wool and my linen, given to cover her nakedness. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall deliver her from my hand. I will also cause all her mirth to cease, her feast days, her new moons, her sabbaths, all her appointed feasts. And I will destroy her vines and her fig trees, of which she has said, These are my wages that my lovers have given me. So I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall eat them. I will punish her for the days of the Baals to which she burned incense. She decked herself with her earrings and jewelry, and went after her lovers, but me she forgot, says the Lord. Therefore, behold, I will allure her, will bring her into the wilderness, and speak comfort to her. I will give her her vineyards from there, and the valley of Achor as a door of hope. She shall sing there, as in the days of her youth, as in the day when she came up from the land of Egypt. And it shall be in that day, says the Lord, that you will call me my husband, and no longer call me my master. For I will take from her mouth the names of the Baals, and they shall be remembered by their name no more. In that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field, with the birds of the air, and with the creeping things of the ground. Bow and sword of battle I will shatter from the earth, to make them lie down safely. I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice, in loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness, and you shall know the Lord. It shall come to pass in that day that I will answer, says the Lord. I will answer the heavens, and they shall answer the earth. The earth shall answer with grain, with new wine, and with oil. They shall answer Jezreel. Then I will sow her for myself in the earth, and I will have mercy on her who had not obtained mercy. Then I will say to those who were not my people, You are my people, and they shall say, You are my God. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. 
He remembering his mercy hath holpen his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the fifth chapter of the book of Galatians. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. Here ends the second lesson. My soul doth magnify, I'm sorry. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. Make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandment, 
and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Evening to all. Our lessons for tonight are um, beginning to direct us uh, head, head, um, directly into Lent. And um, tonight we're getting a lesson from Hosea, who is writing around, um, who's a contemporary of Amos, um, who we've been reading recently, and also uh, someone ministering, a prophet ministering to the northern kingdom. Uh, and and Hosea's, uh, you know, account and prophetic account has a lot uh, to say about it. But what, you know, what we'll focus on tonight is the initial verses of our reading, which have to do with this um, this shifting relationship of um, that, you know, God is reflecting uh, as he meet, as he seeks to meet his people in the covenant, being uh, that they are um, constantly distracted through idolatry and um, and compromise. Um, and so he is going to um, he's going to as he as he says in this in this passage he's going to bring Israel out into the wilderness again and is going to uh, in that space uh, clarify uh, her vision to see who the one who truly loves her is um, because as of now um, Israel who has just concluded and uh, you know one of their prominent times of economic prosperity and political independence um has has grown kind of careless in that um and is um sidling up next to um the other kind of powers of that region at that time um and uh, it is and is kind of enamored with uh, Israel's own sense of stability apart from God through you know its wealth and possessions and also through its ability to um, keep the peace through tenuous alliances with other people. Um, all the while, the worship of God has become kind of perfunctory, and so um, in their mind, they are, you know, they they have every all their bases covered. Um, they have uh, money in the bank. And they have um, good alliances, and they also have, you know, you know, they have God kind of off their back because they're giving him his sacrifices, and God is not content with that. Um, God is going to, um, again, kind of decreate their position in the land back as it was in the time of the Exodus and is going to bring them back into the wilderness again, that he might bring them back as a people who know that he is the one who is uh, actually uh, giving them life and upholding their life in that place. Um, because ultimately their uh, reliance on material prosperity and their reliance on their political savvy are going to be proven disastrously overconfident because they're about to see those things dissolved as the um, kingdom of Assyria finally um, has finally takes care of all the people that it's more worried about um, and now focuses its attention on this people it's allowed and tolerated to exist in its kind of uh, as a, a kind of as a tributary and kind of as a puppet kingdom but now is is going to uh, clamp down and, in, and enforce its will upon Israel. Uh, and the image we get in that initial part of, of this passage from Hosea is, you know, that Israel has been like a um, has been like someone pursuing a lover that um, that that lover care, doesn't care about and always has their back turned toward her. Um, and so it's a it's a it's an elusive lover that Israel is chasing 
um, demanding affection and receiving none and so exhausting herself in the effort um, and expending all that is hers um, and all her glory in the effort. And so God is going to rescue her from this fruitless kind of pursuit um, by refocusing her on the one who is there face to face with her and, and ready to love her. Um, and, and he promises in that covenant. Um, and, you know, this this is re, you know reflected in a different way in St. Paul's words to the Galatians in his letter tonight, um, where he is commenting on all that the law could could deliver. And once again, you know, centuries later, um, there is a group of people who began originally as a kind of faction within the church. But um, as the church aged and clarified its belief, became an, a faction that was outside of the church and an enemy to the church. Um, who demanded that um, all Gentiles convert to Judaism before they could be permitted to be Christians. And um, this became an increasingly aggressive sect um, and, and a heretical sect um, that, that, that harassed um, the apostles' mission and their preaching and sought to undermine it wherever it went. Um, and as Paul points out here, you know, we, you know, in pursuing the law itself, the law of the covenant, we, as we have been discussing in Galatians, we, if we become so enamored with the law, we can become blind to the fact that the law was a tenuous measure um, to preserve our and to clarify our hope in the promise made to Abraham. And so all that God really wants to give us as he promised to Abraham we are actually not um, experiencing because of our fixation and our idolatry concerning the law. Uh, and so he says the law cannot actually give us the thing we really want. Uh, like Israel of old, you know, pursuing, again, political alliance, pursuing material wealth, pursuing a kind of um, placating measure with God, um, the law can only deliver what the law can deliver, and it cannot requite the longing of the human soul, and it cannot offer it salvation and everlasting life. Um, and so he's pointing this out, and it comes to a point in five when he says, you know, you know, stand fast in the freedom for which Christ has set us free, and do not again become, you know, do not again submit to the yoke of slavery. Um, and that's slavery to anything that might um, hold us back or, t or or lead us away from that true end of our heart, that true end of the life that we've been given. Um, and so both uh, Hosea and uh, and Paul are, are kind of speaking to the same point tonight. And as we reflect on that in, in our reading of the Psalms, again, we have a, a duo of Psalms tonight. We get this, um, we get this kind of uh, the dual uh, the, the the two inflections of our experience as people who are who are um, living by faith here is um, there is in Psalm 26 um, this um, you know this aspiration this heart's true desire of the idea and to be um, present to God in right worship regardless of the sacrifice that it might take to that that it is a it is the heart's true end to be uh, to um, enter with holiness into that worship and yet and as we read in psalm 6 there um, there persists for us um, this problem of the heart um, and this affliction that draws us away from that um, that holiness of worship um, that keeps us uh, in a sense of estrangement and 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 under a under the kind of anxiety of separation from god um, and that is reflected in the psalmist's plaintive cry, you know, how long will you punish me? How long are you going to stay away from me? 
um, not realizing, of course, that it is the, the the problem, that problem of the human heart itself that produces that sense of estrangement, that God is very near, that God is always, uh, is, 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 you know, he's, his loving kindness endures forever. And whenever we're tempted to forget that, it, it, it signals that we are um, we are in the presence of that affliction of the heart um, that in some way persists until, you know, we are made whole in the resurrection. And yet at the same time is the place where Jesus, because of his passion um, and his redemptive work, is also present to us there um, so that he can bring us through that sense of estrangement into a renewed sense of communion if we'll draw near in the midst of that. So that's what we seek to do uh, in gatherings like tonight. And with that, we'll turn to our intercession now on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Good to be with you. And thanks to Aliyah, my co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful evening. Thank you, Father Hayden. Thank you so much. Have a super night, everybody. Thank you. Have a good evening.